Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Lisa L. is the founder of The Wealth Collective, owner of Elements Financial Group, host of the Money Makeover podcast, and the author of Strut, How to Kick Financial Assets in Sexy Shoes. Lisa has been a wealth strategist and a certified financial planner for over 21 years and is passionate about helping women create financial clarity and fund their dreams. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome, and I'm really excited today of talking about our topic about a money mindset. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where you got to, like, or how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I come by this a little bit honestly. My dad worked um, in a, with a Fortune 500 company, and he would take our family on Sunday nights into his corporate boardroom and have family budget meetings about our family finances. When I was in like the sixth or eighth grade, like really young, and we would have to make budget decisions as a family on what to cut and what not to cut. So I kind of grew up with this. And I mean, keep in mind, like this is in the nineties, we had those like printers, you know, with the dot, 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 up the side of the pa- like the, the paper that would scroll and my dad would like print off these massive excel spreadsheets back then goodness only knows like I don't even know what to tell you but it was it was crazy times so I, I did come into the industry when I was 20 so I started as a financial advisor when I was 20 I'm I'm a certified financial planner now I've been doing this for 22 years and I love it I I also had a boyfriend who introduced me to my first financial advisor when I was, I think, 17 or 18. So I kind of thought this would be a great career to get into, fell in love with it. And here I am <laughs> today. That's awesome. It's not the the usual type of upbringing, is it? I like to be taught about money in that way. So I thought it was normal, but I have quickly learned that that was actually completely like maybe less than 1% of families would actually do that on a, on a, on a monthly basis. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I know a lot of, like even my own upbringing, it was not around that. You just, and the parents would keep all that stuff secret. We wouldn't even know about money, handling money. And of course, schools weren't teaching it when I grew up. So it was like this thing when you come out and you leave school and you get what money I've got to handle my own money. What do you do with this? Oh, let's spend or something like it depends how you've been brought up. Isn't it like, Mine were quite tight with money, my parents. So that actually had a big effect on me. But do you find that, that, you know, your upbringing does determine sort of how you are with money once you leave school? Absolutely. I think it's like the biggest money mindset shift that we all need to shift is how we were raised around money. I mean, this goes to everything, right? Health relationships, like pick the topic, how you were raised (laughs) plays such a huge role in your life. But money has been like for society, such a taboo subject. And we still like, I know in Canada where I am, we still don't teach about it enough in high school. 
And even something as simple as like filing a tax return, we don't have that class in high school um, or even college or university for that matter. So something that every single person who has a job has to do, they don't even teach it. So you wonder why our, our system is kind of in disarray and why people's financial lives are not in order. It's because the education is simply still not there. And that goes along with the money mindset. Like when you have these, these, these thoughts that are always crossing your head, like we shouldn't talk about money. We, we can't talk about how much money we make. Well, here's the truth. Go look up on statistics anywhere. You can kind of get a good idea of what someone's making. You can figure it out. It's not rocket science, you know? And so I don't know why money and being so private about money became such a big thing, especially even with the older generation talking about it with their kids or grandkids. Um, so part of like what I'm trying to do is kind of break down some of that to make it like an open conversation um, because money is just energy at the end of the day. It's currency. It's our currency, the current that flows through us in so many ways, because it's what we're creating and what we're putting out in the world. And that's all part of your money mindset. And that's where it has to start for any type of wealth or money conversation. It has to start with your energy, your intentions, your thoughts, your beliefs, like getting that all like crystal clear. It's very true, isn't it? Because a lot of the society, you know, for the older generation are brought up, you don't talk about money. And if you're in a different, there's a lot of class, I suppose, different classes. Like my own parents struggled and I had, uh, my father had a job. My mother didn't work, that sort of stuff. So they were brought up, you know, it's hard to come by. And then they saw other people like in small business or something. And they saw that very differently to how they saw people in their own sort of area. So it's interesting how they've come along and gone, wow, it's really, you keep this secret, you keep hold of it, you don't waste it because they've come from that generation. But, you know, then the kids come out and we, we spend a lot more. And then my daughter herself, <laughs> that's very different to me. So it really is interesting, isn't it, when you start looking at the generational side of things, not just society now, but how the generations have affected what you think of money. Oh, it, it's so clear to see too, right? And I mean, did you grow up in the war days or like where, you know, what generation did you come from? And then on the flip side, spending too much um, and saving too much. Neither are, are good. Like I've, I've literally had clients where I've sat down with them and I've actually told them to go out and spend money because they literally held on to their money too tight. Mm. That is also not healthy. <laughs> That's not a healthy financial situation to be in too. Um, and vice versa, spending too much. So there's got to be this happy balance somewhere in there um, where there's like the, the giving and receiving that, you know, the ebb and flow, right? Where it kind of just has a nice flow in your life and it's not um, something that you're holding on to too tightly. So it, it can go both ways for sure. Exactly. And I love how you're talking about the different beliefs that people have, because I you do hear a lot of the different beliefs that, that you know, yes, you do hold on tight and then you think, some people say money is evil and some say money is hard to come by and all this is heaviness because that affects the energy then, doesn't it? Because you're giving that such weight to money itself rather than having that beautiful flow of giving and receiving, as you said. Yeah, and I, I, I think exactly what you just said is like really start challenging and questioning your beliefs around money and say, why am I thinking this? Why am I believing this? Like who told me this story originally? Um, sometimes it's helpful to go back into our past. Other times it's just creating a new belief from right now, right here and saying, you know what money does flow easily and effortlessly to me, you know, like that's a choice. It's a choice to believe that money 
shows up in abundance. That's a choice. Like these are choices. And I know it's hard to kind of wrap your head around that when you're so firmly stuck on thinking money is tight and it's hard to make money. And, you know, I only get paid X number of dollars an hour. Um, but when you start shifting your mindset, your brain starts opening up to the possibilities and that's the keyword. There are possibilities of more things you can create. The more ways that money can be drawn to you, the more abundance you get to create in this world. And when you start there and yes, it might not happen overnight, but eventually you get to a mindset where you can really create abundance at a high level. And, um, that, that means the money is flowing really seriously, easily to you. And it's coming in, in this lovely flowing pattern. And it's not, um, like always like, um, some people have like the start and stop, like, especially in the commission sales world where they'll make have huge months of income and then be like, destitute for like six months and then have another big month. And it's like, you want to kind of get to this like easing pattern, right? Especially as entrepreneurs. Right. So anyways, that's kind of my, my goal when I'm teaching people is about mindset is like really getting down to the nitty gritty. What are you thinking? Like, and it's hard to sit and assess that, but something as simple as like when you're pulling out your wallet um, and you're telling yourself and you catch yourself like, Oh, I can't afford that really say, okay, is it because you can't afford it or is it because maybe you're choosing, you don't really need it right now? Is this, is the purchase aligned with what your goals are? I always say that to people. I'm like, is what you're buying aligned with what it is you're trying to create in your life? And a lot of times we buy a lot of, let's say junk for lack of a better word that we're just trying to fill something else, like a, a separate need within us. And a lot of people do that as well. So I think when you really start dissecting our beliefs, we really can, pretty quickly, like start seeing, um, some of the patterns and seeing how we can like change those and shift those into helping us become more in aligned with our spending. Yeah. And do you find when you start working with people, that's the first thing you have to do is find out what their beliefs are, because you can't really move forward. If someone's, you know, holding on tight and that you can't sort of have that flow until they actually work it. Why are you holding on so tight? Or what, what is actually holding you back from having the abundance, which I love that word because it's so much better than saying money or even wealth has that strange sort of attachment of negative things to it. Like it's all money-based, but abundance is such a beautiful way of looking at things when I am sitting down with clients, that is the place I have to start. And, and where I find that so many people miss the boat is in the very beginning. It's when we're trying to goal set and create financial clarity. The thing is I ask my clients what their goals are and they don't know. So how are we supposed to steer a ship or get, get to our final destination if we do not know what we're, where we're headed, right? So, but it's more common than you think. It's actually hard to sometimes I think allow ourselves to desire and want and then go after our true goals and our true dreams. And I think there's somewhere in there we feel like we should be doing these things and society has put these constraints on us. And I think that's the first trick. And I think most people are stuck there because they aren't really allowing themselves to dream again and then having the clarity around those dreams. And that truly is actually a lot harder than it sounds. It sounds like fun. And, you know, let's do like a manifesting poster of all the things we want to manifest, but to get so crystal clear where we can actually order from, let's say the universe, the universe buffet of whatever it is we want, which, which is truly anything we want. And we can create that, but to have that clarity to say, this is exactly what I want. Most people can't do that. And I think that's where they get stuck in the, you know, the tides are just throwing them around the ocean, they're just kind of being tossed around because 
they don't have the clarity. So I think for anyone who's trying to create abundance in their life or even more money or anything, getting really clear on what your goals are has to be the first place you start. And then we, from there, we can slowly start dissecting in some of those money mindsets and some of those, that, that past um, programming and past beliefs, belief repatterning to get it to the new patterns. Yeah. And I suppose with entrepreneurs too, which is, you know, probably the target market that we, or the market that we have here listening to the podcast, entrepreneurs are an interesting little group that I've found, especially small business. And I, I deal with a lot of small business women and thinking, oh, wow. And it's the same thing with coaching. We, we look at it. What are your goals first? We break it down. But quite often they're coming from that background of, oh, like myself, I came from a government job. And I'm now, you know, doing my, running my own business. It's a totally different mindset, isn't it? So you got to think, it's not just about, okay, I want to have a successful business. It's what does that mean? It's what does it mean financially, health-wise, uh, and all the different uh, skills that you need. So money is quite an important part. And I know a lot of people in the, well, I don't know about you, but a lot of the wellness coaches that I deal with, they don't. I suppose they don't see, oh, you know, money is a thing that they can have come into them or talk about because it's they're trying to serve people. Do you find there's a bit of a disconnect with people that, you know, think, oh, you know, I can't talk about money, I can't charge this, I don't value myself because of that? There's a bit of a disconnect coming from these different backgrounds. I think that's our, our one of our biggest disconnect is women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Where we are not charging enough for our services. And I think that is also a money mindset of saying, okay, like I'm actually worth this much, you know, and again, it's kind of like detaching. It's not about you being worthy. It's about saying, okay, this is what I can charge per hour. And I'm worth that, you know, and it not being attached to your worthiness because everyone is worthy. So it's a trick there. It's kind of like that balance of finding that sweet spot, but I even still have problems sometimes charging what I'm worth. And that is hard because we think, oh, no one's going to pay this, you know, and, and I'm here to serve. And I think women notoriously, we want to serve and give away everything for free because we are givers. But what happens is when we give and give and give our emotional bank accounts and our physical bank accounts drain and we are useless to the world. And we actually do a disservice to the world by not charging what we're worth and being able to then have money in our actual bank to actually take a day off and actually not be panicked about money and actually not sit and worry about financial stress. That is going to wreak so much havoc on our physical health, as well as I, I mean, all people with money stress, it wreaks havoc on our physical health and manifests itself out in all sorts of diseases and diseases in the body, right? So we really want to fill up that bank account too. And I mean, it makes us feel good and it makes us be proud of ourselves. And these are all emotions that are very helpful and, and are, are great to serve us and serve not just us and our families, but also our communities in the world. And that's how we're going to be of more service is by being and stepping into what I call like the wealthy woman. That's kind of my whole tagline and, and um, programs that I do. But the wealthy woman is something that I want entrepreneurs to step into specifically because that's where we're going to make the change. That is when you get to create access to things and experiences and make that impact in the world that you want to see. You are not going to do that with pennies in your bank account. So it's time to like step up to that and to really like 
become that and, and charge what you need to charge because you are actually doing more of a service when you're charging what you're worth than when you're charging, you know, doing things for free and giving it away. Yeah. Uh, do you find that a lot of those businesswomen or the entrepreneurs, they, they don't know they've got a money mindset issue to start with, but and then you start talking about it and they go, oh, maybe that's why I'm not bringing in you know, some of the, you know, or getting the clients that I want or bringing in that money that I need to keep my business going because they're still not quite aware of what's actually going on for them. Do you think that's the first step? And once they're aware of that, then oh. they're willing to go forward? Yeah, absolutely. Awareness is is huge. And that's where it's kind of like that onion, right? You're peeling back the layers of your money mindset. There's not just one, there's a million layers. <laughs> I keep discovering new money mindset layers. And sometimes it's as simple as me, yelling at my kids. I, I catch it every once in a while when I'm like, oh, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, because they keep asking for more and more and more and more. But it's like, okay, how do I teach my kids about money? You know, and it's like, okay, we need to be, you know, aware of what we're actually saying, you know, just automatic responses that we give either to our kids or to our clients or just things we're saying to ourselves specifically. But that awareness is the first step for sure. Yeah. How else are we going to be able to shift this? Yeah, exactly. And when you see women or any client sort of move going, okay, wow, this is like, you know, what's holding me back. And they start working on themselves, changing their money mindset, you know, trying to manifest or bring that abundance in and starting to work towards that. What are you seeing the changes that come about for them? Well, I think it's, first of all, the biggest change and shift is confidence. Yeah. Like confidence is so key, so key. Um, the clarity gives the confidence. I think getting a lot of clarity helps with the confidence, but confidence is where really like you're going to attract so much to you when you're just confident. And it's kind of like, in a way it's like, you don't care. I mean, you care, but you don't care if, you know, someone's going to say no to you when you're, you know, you want to start attracting those aligned clients. Mm -hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, and to do that, you know, you have to have confidence and be okay when someone, you know, isn't for you, right? So there's that whole um, belief in yourself, which I think is so key. And that's the shift that happens. It, it honestly is the confidence. I, I don't even know. I can't even say other words. Confidence also gives you the courage to do the things you need to do and to ask for the sale and to ask for more money and to call that into your reality, right? That's just interesting when you're saying ask for the sale. I know that, you know, talking with a lot of small business women, that is something that's been holding us back if we've come from that different background, especially, you know, coming from government or being an employee somewhere. You're, you're very confident in what you do and very good in what you do. But then asking for that sale, like I, I know myself, I started off having these wonderful conversations with potential clients. You know, you're talking to them and you think, oh, yeah, I can really help them. And then you get to that point where, You've got to ask for the sale or ask for the business. It, it, my whole, I think I just changed as a person. It's amazing that shift, isn't it, that can come over if you don't deal with what, you know, <laughs> especially your money yeah. mindset is doing asking for the sale. Yes. Yeah. I think you have to get to that place where you can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. And not and not be too upset if it doesn't come your exactly. way. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Not taking it personally. <laughs> yes. Not taking it personally. And I mean, I even say to my team too, in the office all the time, I'm like, you know, let's get back to the point where you have like to get the hundred no's <laughs> to, or to get the one yes or 10 no's to get the one yes or whatever. 
the statistics are, but I think it's important to, um, yeah, to know that you're not going to get every sale and that's okay. You don't want everyone. You're not for everyone. You're for your people and you'll naturally, I think, attract your people when you're standing in alignment with your money mindset, with your goals, with your confidence, with your clarity, with all of that, you're going to naturally like with your message, right. With your marketing, it's all going to come together for you and you're going to naturally get better clients and great clients and have a better business for it too. Yeah. And do you have like one tip to end off with just, you know, someone's thinking, Oh yeah, I really feel that my money mindset is holding me back. You have just one tip that I can take one step forward and start looking at what's holding them back to actually to go ahead and do. Yeah. So I would say I have this like acronym that I typically share with people. And I mean, it's the old one. You've probably heard of setting smart goals. I think setting smart goals, you've probably heard of this. Smart goals is a corporate um, thing you've heard of where you set um, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, um, timed goals. But what I encourage women to do when they're trying to create financial clarity and when they're trying to like shift their money mindset to really like call in what it is that they're wanting to manifest or, or create or whatever is you want to set smart, smarter goals with the E and the R on the end, because smart goals really are not quite there. They're missing the two most important things and ingredients in setting goals and creating that financial clarity for your life. And that is the E and the R. So the E is, I like to say, I want you to be emotionally connected to your goals, meaning I don't want you just to set some random goal or copy your neighbor's goals, but this goes back to what I was saying is like, find your, your dreams, your desires, the things that light you up, be emotionally connected to the money you want to make and why you want to make it like really know your why. And so that's the E is emotionally connected to your goals. And the R is being able to realize it in your mind first. I know it's so old, like Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich. We, we've heard this so many times, but really being able to visualize your goals manifested, what it is you're trying to create and spend time doing that. And I don't even do this enough and I know it. And I talk about it and I have it written beside my bed is like to sit there and spend that five or 10 minutes every night and every morning, just going through what it is you're trying to create. And it's amazing how every time you do do that, how it unfolds for you in your life. So I want you to set smarter goals. And when you're doing that, naturally some of those money mindset and some of that old re like program from the past will come up. And then that's when you're aware of it. And that's when you can start shifting it and get into the space where you get to create your life. Well, fantastic tip. I love it. I love smarter goals. And remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> so Lisa, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, if our listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, where's the best place for them to go? Okay. Well, my company is called Elements Financial Group. We are out of Canada and my website is elementsgroup.com, but it's spelled E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T-S group.com. And the other thing we have is the wealthy woman quick start. So we're all about the wealthy woman revolution. We are trying to help women step into their wealthy woman. So the wealthy woman quick start is our kind of like a little bundle of three financial courses I've put together. It's very low cost. I think right now it's 27 us dollars to get these three courses put together. And no matter where you are financially, there's something in there for everyone. And it's a great way to just kind of get started to kick off the year, to get organized, to create this financial clarity. And that is at wealthywomanquickstart.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much.
Yeah, well, thank you so much, Leanne, for having me. Igniters, Lisa gives great tips on having a money mindset that works for you. If you want to find out more, go to elementsgroup.com. For more about having a balanced lifestyle, living the life you've always imagined, go to leanneblaney.com.